The day it happened, things were regular enough. Hella, Sarah Kate, and Bree had spent the night. A chilly October Friday we'd talked through until the sun rose, pink and soft across the Rockies. I awoke to Sarah Kate's knee in my back, sharp enough to poke a hole through my favorite cream t-shirt. Hella and Bree were curled up on the floor. Hella's pink sub-zero hot sack tossed over the Miley Cyrus bag Bree's grandmother had given her last Christmas, the year we'd turned 16. Hella called the bag Miss Miley, and at sleepovers at Sarah Kate or Hella's house, I usually fought Bree for her. This morning, Hella's curly head stuck up, and her hazel eyes met mine. We grinned, then pounced on Bree, chanting, Miss Miley, Miss Miley, Miss Miley, till Bree lurched up, her curvy body raining fragments of the popcorn we'd all munched and later crunched into my rug. Shh. That was Sarah Kate, lumbering up and glaring at us. She was never a morning person, and she'd been even less one since she'd started hanging out with Amy McVeigh of the multicolored dreadlocks and turn-off-your-radio-kill-the-machine bumper sticker. SK hadn't actually told me this, I was only her best friend after all, but I happened to know from my college cousin West that Amy and SK had been sneaking out on weeknights, riding into Denver to go to, what else, indie music shows. You're riding with the big dogs. This ain't no rusty, banged-up beetle, Hella drawled. She had the most ridiculous faux Old West accent ever, and she was referencing Amy McVeigh's VW Bug. We, the quad, had called ourselves the big dogs in years past, although I can't quite remember why. SK slid out of my bed and pulled a Pop-Tart out of her overnight bag. Hella braided Bree's hair, and SK painted her toenails with my electric lilac polish, and I straightened my room and made us waffles, which we ate on the downstairs couch, watching Jeopardy reruns that Hella killed because that girl made awesome sauce out of random facts, despite what she wanted our school to think. Ari, brainless, badass, and beautiful. Half an hour later, the four of us stood in the pebbly indention of my driveway, a time-shorn path through the rough grass that dusted the foothills of the mountains. I looked at Bree and Hella, a unit within our unit, best friends just like SK and I. You guys be careful, I smiled tightly. Hella, spare Bobby the crotch shot. Bobby Malone was this senior who cheated on one of Hella's cheer teammates, Annabelle Monroe, the blonde cheerleader archetype which is why he was also the bullseye in the day's paintball meetup. Hella grinned wickedly. I'm going for his little tiny balls. Keep her out of trouble, okay? Bree shrugged. She had a piece of popcorn smashed under her breasts. I want pictures, SK called, as Helen Bree set off. Only if they can't be used against us in a court of law, Hella called back. They drove away, aiming for the far-off fence at the front edge of Mitchell property. Hang a left, and they'd be on a gravel road that ran below the massive front range, just a tiny ribbon if viewed from the top of the peaks, up by turbines. Mitchell turbines. Mitchell wind farm. Home. SK was never much for goodbyes, and after all, we didn't know that's what this was. That bright gray morning was just an ordinary Saturday, 
on an ordinary weekend in our junior year at Golden Prep, the only private arts high school on our side of Denver. Have fun with Bambi, she said, and tossed her black hair like the glossy, perfect mane annoyed the heck out of her. For the record, it really did. Have fun with Jackie Chan. That would be her taekwondo instructor, a big smiling hottie whose actual name was David. S.K. arched one brow. It jutted up over the frames of her black, squarish glasses. Sayonara, she said. And that was that.